One, two, three, go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, boys and girls. sisters and brothers, uncles and aunties, everyone, everyone left and right, <laughs> up and down, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the Afro Journal. Oh, my name is Peter Ikechukie Chibozo Aliogo. And my name is Chisum Ejinkeme Jeremiah Jerry Okafo. And we're about to give you an experience of a lifetime. We're about to sing beautiful songs into your ears. Our words will inspire you. want to make up from the singing from last week. Go for it, Chisum. Hit them with the vocal chords. Check it. Yeah. They call me C-H-I-S-O-M. Call me Chisum. Taking everybody here. Hey. I've got black. I've got black. I've got black. I've got black. Fire. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that fire. was fire. Straight that out was fire. Fire, fire in the Diddy to oh come and help me make tell Diddy to help me make my album. Oh my Diddy. gosh. Kanye will even be inspired by you, bro. Kanye will steal your ideas, bro. Oh, oh man, yo, this is what you call brilliance. What you call musical genius. Yes. I'm the epitome or epitome, as Americans would say. Of musical genius. Well, let's let's get back. Let's get back. Welcome right, let's everyone. Back. Let's get back. The Afro back. Journal Podcast. And we have a lot of things that we want to talk about today. But before we do that, like usual, Chisholm is gonna hit up with the explanation of your programs on the last episode. Yes. So if you were here last week, I hope you listened to last week's episode. But if you are here with us, you know that the proverb was he who runs away. From good fortune, sorry, he who runs after good fortune runs away from peace. He who runs after good fortune runs away from peace. And you know how last week we talked about our journey through college, how we wanted great, <laughs> dope grades, we wanted to have fun, we wanted money, we wanted to lead. Bruh, that thing was stressful, man. Exactly. It was stressful. So we're definitely chasing good fortunes, but our peace was, was kind of out the window, you know, and like, what is his name? Is it big that said there's more money, more problems? Or, so, you know, with more power comes more, much responsibility. More responsibility. More or stress. <laughs> so you can <laughs> exactly. take it how you want it. Exactly, exactly. So we're going to jump into this week's episode. What are we talking about this week, man? Um, what we're talking about today are various things, basically, that are going to be compromised. Uh, hey, compromise? That, that will be, <laughs> that will encompass... Our junior uh-huh. and senior year. Okay. Yep. So yep. I'm just going to talk about first experiences and stuff like that. Yeah, because last week we, we kind of stopped our junior year. So this week we're going to focus on senior year, but then we'll also tie in with junior year again at graduation. So yeah, man, how do you want to kick this off? How did you um, come into junior year? How did you come into junior year? Like, I came into junior goals? year as a, as a baller, as a sexy <laughs> As a baller? As a baller. Oh my God, baller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at Anthony Joshua about five five nine eleven of five nine eleven English. I was five nine, five nine. Yo, man, I'm hype. Chill, man. My English is just flowing. It's flowing like water right now. Right, but I was, I was feeling, I was feeling sexy because of during that summer before junior year, me and Tristan were working out. We're pumping some irons, bro. I, I yeah. was gaining, I, I was getting like five inches of muscles everywhere across my body. I was looking jacked, sexy. 
you know, ladies were just looking at me like, who is this golden child? And that's what they were telling you. They were telling you, like, chill, 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 chill. Okay, I'm just, a, I'm just a regular human being, just like everyone else. Just like everyone else. Just appreciate the view. I just have that. Exactly. I just have that. Mm. <laughs> exactly. So I was going to into junior year with full of confidence, having a sexy body, having the abs. The abs I was actually working for all my life. I gained those abs, those six packs, bro. I was feeling, I was feeling it. I was looking at my t-shirt, no body, just let it be. Just like six packs. Like, yeah. Until the winter hits, there you have to cover up again. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's how I was going into junior year. I'm sure I've explained it. Um, yeah, our, our, our junior year. What what happened during the junior year? But yeah, that's yeah. how I went into junior year. How about you, Chiso? I mean, I know I asked you how you went into senior year, not junior year. I don't know why you went all the way to junior year because that was your sexy year. Oh, <laughs> you were, you wanted to explain your sexy year. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, I went to explain your sexy year. I was looking good, but I'm on point of flick. Okay, I had to get senior year. You went all the way to junior. Senior senior year was actually really boring for me because all I was doing, I was just house hopping because of um, I was taking some. Why are you still sexy? Uh, I was I was okay. I'd lost my app. Senior year, I lost my app. I was not full of confidence, but I was still the guy, you know, still too little. Yeah, you still have so, yeah, you still have sorry, sorry, good, you know, sorry, sorry. Some things going for me, but yeah, I've taken a lot of summer classes during that summer, and I did yeah, for living expenses on campus, so I was house hopping. So I lived with Chisholm for a bit in his house, that his dreaded house. And yeah, I, that house, that house saved your life. So don't don't <laughs> don't talk trash now. That house saved your life. I was living in. And I moved frequently to one of my best friends' house I met freshman year. Uh, one of my really close uh, American friends. And I was living with him because he, he was on campus. Yeah. I mean, off campus um, as well. So that, that was how yeah. I was in But, you know, obviously, I was the vice president of BSU committee that year. We had oh, an yeah. MQP. Bad guy. Sent me and you hustled for that MQP. Hustled that yeah, MQP is our final year project, by the way. Yeah. So our final year project was required from everyone. Which is called the major qualifying project. Um, yep. Was a project where you have to basically uh, do your engineering thesis and all those kind of bullshit that engineers do. <laughs> and uh, me and Chisum were obviously in junior year. We were scouting. So, like, bro, I don't want to be out yeah. there looking, working for a trash ass professor. A project I don't care about. Yeah. Um, you know, we met this beautiful, beautiful Nigerian man, highly inspirational mm-hmm. Nigerian man. Huh. Yeah, like called top of the food chain type guy. Top of the food chain type guy. Like this guy was no. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Let me just explain how I go into junior year real quick before we hype up this man so much. Yeah, bro. <laughs> but but yeah, so that summer. Yeah, that summer we didn't we didn't actually work out together that much that summer because I was working on campus. Yeah, with the summer camp kids and all that. So we're, so you you were, yeah, you were living in the house, but I wasn't really living with you guys. And then we're kind of like you were taking classes as well, so our schedule oh, yeah. was kind of off. Yeah. yeah, so we didn't really work out that way. But me, I was working out, man, pumping iron. Who? That summer was that was my honestly my sexiest. That was the sexiest period I've ever been in my life to this day. Guess what? Because I had so much motivation to work out, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, remember I, I told you guys that I went through my breakup junior year. 
And for some reason, this thing was like the breakup happened in February. By May, this shit was still pinning me, man. <laughs> so, guy, <laughs> you see, I was pumping. It's almost like you're trying to, you're trying to take out the stress or the pain or the iron or the workout. You know, it's kind of the workout became like a, let's say, a motivating factor for me or something. I don't know. It made my life easier. Let me just put it that way. Yeah, I wanted to go to church looking different. You want to go to church looking different? I will not. I will not agree or disagree. I will just leave that one. No comment for that side. But the bottom line is, I was looking nice and I was eating good as well because the 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 job I was working, I was feeding us. Uh-huh. So for the first time in my life, I was actually eating three square meals a day. Not to say my life, but like since college, yeah. <laughs> since college, I had three square solid meals a day. And you know me, guy. I mean, hard gainer. Like for me to gain weight is a, is a huge. Like I used to eat a shit ton to put on small weight, and if I stop eating even small, I lose it immediately. So that summer, man, I was constantly working on eating good. I was looking nice. So I was coming in with high hopes, high expectations. I was the president of BSU at the VP, which was dope. And then, obviously, the MQP. That's when we met our final year project professor in junior year. Mm-hmm. And I think God just placed him there for us, honestly. Because exactly. this guy is a Nigerian man that became the dean of engineering in WPI literally that year. I think it was Peter. I don't know how he met the guy, but Peter introduced me to the guy. And Peter was just like, yo, like, this guy is working on a lot of cool stuff, like a lot of cool projects that we can get in on one of them. You know, and since obviously he's a Nigerian man, we know we're going to buy with the guy. Yeah. And then he's going to be working on things that we actually care about because he does a lot of work with Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And, yo, that was dope. That was dope. Well, that. It was just perfect timing. Yeah. Well, let me, let me explain how I... Um, figured out who this man is. Well, um, there was this professor that was coming into WPI. His name was uh, Winston um, Wale Soboriejo. Yes. And sophomore year, there was a summer email that was sent out. And he, you know, I was like, Soboriejo, that sounds like a Nigerian name. And I saw the guy's picture, you know, looked like a proper Yoruba boy. So, you know, <laughs> Yoruba man. Yeah. Looked like a Yoruba man. Like, oh, mommy, look at this. There's, there's actually a Nigerian professor in our, in our school. And, you know, my parents were like, you should go talk to him and discuss with him and let him be a mentor to you and stuff like that. Okay. You know when your parents are telling you that, like, oh, yeah, but I was just hearing buzz about this news about this guy. I was like, what he does, all the, he's like, a, he focuses on, um, what do you call it? Micro, like micro engineering. I forgot what what's called or micro science, like things that are, I'm 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 blanking out right now for the right word that, of what he does. But very cool stuff. Uh, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to meet this guy because of he's worked on cool projects. And yeah, I'm just going to have a sit down and talk with him because I wanted to gain experience. You know, in the lab, I put that on my resume as well. So I met him, and he was just the nicest man ever. He is literally the nicest man ever, and he knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. Oh, very smart, yeah. very, very smart, smart yeah. intelligent man. He just break it down. I mean, he was a professor. He was a professor at Princeton University, an extremely smart man. Very competent, and I was like, "Wow, okay." Like I was like, uh, "Sir," I, and he told me that he was he, he was already working with some students on their MQP, 
that year, my junior year, when yeah. I was with him. So I, uh, okay, I would like to, you know, work with him because I was a mechanical engineer and a civil engineering major. And I had to find a way to like do combine both of them. So he now mentioned a project that he was working on called the sustainable and uh, what's the just sustainable and affordable housing. Housing. Yeah. Yeah. That was the project or the concept that he was going with. Where we'll um, analyze this is the science we talk, where we'll analyze different materials that are prominent in Africa that could be used yep. for structural integrity. And also we'll break uh, we'll also construct the house in different ways using solar wind, different other and passive energy as well. Yeah, and passive energy. So it's going to be cheap and affordable. But obviously, it's a concept and experiment that you have to go through to fine-tune. And we're just the next progress in that step. And I was yep. like, okay, I was like, yo, this is a cool project. And I know that Chisong could add something into this project. And Because I, I know you were looking for MQP as well. And you were not really sure. Yeah. And I was like, this nigga, and it's going to be about, you know, Africa, some African countries in Nigeria and stuff. I was like, and it's like, yo, man, Chisong, we'd like this shit. Come join along. And yeah, that's when I asked you some. I'm just on Medicare. I was like, yo, this man is actually like, you know. <laughs> the proper guy. man, man. He was the, the dean of man. engineering. In Nigerian man was the dean of engineering at the time. Yeah. And just to give you guys some perspective on the greatness of Nigeria, by the time we were done with that MPP, this guy was the provost <laughs> <laughs> of the school. Real quick. I was like, real quick, man, real quick. So honestly, that was not one of the biggest blessings that I would say we had. So, yeah. Yes. Just meeting him and working with him, and now it's like I feel like that really put a lot of a lot of my life in perspective as like the the route I want to take in terms of the effect I want to have in Nigeria. His 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 <laughs> his whole process is definitely an inspiration. Extremely yeah. extremely intelligent man, competent. He's 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 not he's he's not he has no racial views about him or he got the job because he's black. None of those yeah. crap. He is the right man for the job, basically. You know, and that, that gave us confidence that we can be leaders in this kind of, you know, environment, yeah. even though we, that was not exactly our goal. But we are so inspired that someone yeah. can actually pave the path for people like us, you know? So exactly. we were definitely proud that he was a Nigerian man as well. It was yeah. Like, wow. Yep. And if you fast forward, if you fast forward to the end, we, re- we realized that like it was that project that actually gave or that kind of gave us the jobs that we actually found. Yeah. Like, the experience we got from that project that gave us the jobs that we're working yeah, on today. Exactly. Which is crazy. <laughs> exactly. I mean, oh, okay. of, you know, I'm, I'm currently, I'm, I'm, I work as a structural engineer. And she's a, uh, what are you? I'm a prayer control engineer. Exactly. So I'm a civil engineer and we, I didn't have a structural focus. I'm a civil and mechanical engineer, but I didn't have a structural focus. And it, the only reason why I was competent enough to come into this job obviously because of the training that was added, as well as my belief in understanding what, uh, you know, rules and regulations go into the um, housing, uh, the construction of buildings and stuff, the construction industry. So mm-hmm. um, I was really happy that I got that experience and I was able to transfer it into my real job. So I wasn't really scared about that. I wasn't scared about using Revit. I wasn't scared about using different programs to calculate, you know, what, whatever I'm calculating that. Um, yeah. Structures. I, I was I was very comfortable in that. Does that make sense? Yeah, and you got a lot of that experience from the project. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was which was dope, man. But yeah, if we if we if we go another direction, we know that senior year was definitely not all rosy because the way we were senior year that like gave <laughs> me nice, got a nice project, did everything. Yo, senior year was honestly one of the 
it wasn't as should I say bad as junior year in terms of like shit that was happening, but it was very stressful. It was very stressful because we were doing a lot, a lot. as people. Both of us, between both of us, were doing a lot as people. Yeah. We we're trying to find a job, even though Trump was going to kick us out <laughs> after graduation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had to find a job. We we're trying to keep our grades up. Mm-hmm. We we're trying to obviously do our projects. Then you know, we're trying to lead BSU. Yeah. We we're trying to lead because I was president. My senior, ah man, my senior year I was president. You were VP. We we're trying to lead BSU, and then we we're trying to have fun at the same time. You know, and it was just it was just a lot that was going down, man. But I'll say like we can talk about BSU and, and like our experience as African people leading an organization like Black Students Union. Yeah, that because the Black Students Union is different from the African Students Association. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. The, in WPI, the dynamic was definitely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 could, I could talk about ASA. Just break down. Yeah, you can talk about ASA and how we started. Just to give people a perspective of. Yeah. Yeah, just to give you a perspective of what went down in school, because at ASA, literally, we literally, literally did not exist at the time. At the time yeah, I, the WPI. I am actually a founding member of the WPI's African Student Association. Woo! I'm proud of you. fireworks right here. I've been very strong since I've left the school. I still, I still keep track of that club and show my support. Um, but I'm a founding member, and uh, there was literally no concept of you know, uh, anybody that accounts for the African voices in WPI. So it was uh, pretty much it was pretty much BSU was pretty much serving both purposes. Yeah, both purposes. Right. It was it was serving as the African voice and the African American. Yes. At the same time. Yes, yes. But as you know, there's a huge cultural difference between yeah you know, being African American yeah. and being from Africa. Um. So we wanted to have our own groups of where we can openly discuss about African topics about African people and African things, basically. And, uh, yeah, and I became the exterior coordinator or something like that during my first year. You mean events coordinator? Events coordinator. You say exterior. You have your structural engineering. (laughs) 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 I say exterior. What? (laughs) I don't remember what it was called. But that that, that was... So I was the events coordinator um, during my... First year of the organization. And this was junior year, right? This was junior year. This was junior year, and we had yeah. our first touch of Africa major event where we showcased, um, you know, African culture to WPI in different ways. Yeah. We had the posters. We had the dance. We had the food. We had the food. Yo, that event was dope, man. Yeah, and I was the host. And you're- you are the yeah, you are the MC, oh, man. The MC, bro. Like, Nelson, shout out to Nelson, bro. Nelson, yeah, Nelson was balling on that. No, nah, man. Honestly, I didn't think Peter had that in him. To be honest, like I knew Peter was dope and all that, but there's sometimes when it comes to like public, like speaking up in public and like being on the sports, this guy can just be stupidly shy sometimes. I'm just like, guy, like, can you like? But this that like, if it's like a debate, he'll be fine. Right, but when it comes to like hosting the show, hosting the whole show, just something I never saw Peter do it. Oh, <laughs> I, I was like, what? I'm too sad for the world. The world, I'm, I, you know, when, when I say my shit, I feel like the world will just start crashing down on me. <laughs> because, <laughs> I mean, that's what you did the BSU a lot, man. That's what you did yeah. the BSU a lot. We brought a lot of controversy to BSU. You brought that different perspective that was not just <laughs> <it wasn't> mainstream. <laughs> yeah, so. 
So, yeah, I, I was the host of that event, and that was something I was definitely nervous about as a year brand. I'm about to talk to, like, a group of hundreds, like, a, like 100 people, basically, in, yeah. in the show, and they're just going to have all their eyes on me. And, and Sobeya Joe was there for a bit, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm about to do this in front of Sobeya Joe. Like, people like people of, like, esteem. You know what I mean? I was like, yo. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yo, I'm not about to bet <laughs> So I was practicing, obviously, building my confidence, trying to... You are know, literally reading jokes. <laughs> I wasn't reading jokes. That's a lie. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you were reading jokes on stage, but before that, you had your, you had your jokes pre-planned. I have my jokes. I have my jokes. I have my jokes. And I was like, <laughs> I have to of stuff on the fly as well. Yeah, on know? the fly as well. Yeah, yeah. What I, what I tried to do, I just tried to bring my Nigerian nest into that stage. I just, oh, 100%. I just tried to like say, oh, basically Nigeria is the best country. Shout out to my Ethiopian people. I know you guys like to copy us. I like yo, guys, I'm like yo, guys, chill, man, chill. What are you talking about? Chill. There's, there's, there's no beef, yeah. Because there was never beef. Yeah. You know, you guys, all you guys eat I mean, raw meat. <laughs> you know, oh, that's the kind of thing I would say. Yo, yo, what was it, guys? So. Me and I had a yeah. stage um, joke. So that was, the, yeah. and I was, I was so happy that it went well and went smoothly. And we had that yeah. dance, that Nigerian dance. Oh, oh that, that, that dance, man. Oh. Honestly, by the way, if you <laughs> if you try to send Peter a DM, just send him a DM at Afro underscore Jonah on Instagram. <laughs> Just follow, follow us on Instagram there and send it to him. Talk about, talk about how dope Ethiopia or other countries would actually be. But yo, that dance was honestly a shit show. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, everyone kind of knows me as, I'm, like, I was a dancer in school, right? I was a dancer yeah. guy in school. Peter never danced. Chiba would dance when he had to dance. You get oh, what no, I'm saying? I'm, 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 I'm a dancer. Dance. I'm dancing the hype, and you know, I'll be dancing. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The hype is the background. I'm never dancing public like that, bro. Nah, <laughs> yo, but just because the African Science Association was such a small club and we're trying to grow, so everyone had to do something, yeah. So they're like, Peter, yeah, you're the host, but you still have to dance, my, my guy. So, yo, we made this, we had, we had, we had to steal a choreo that we made in church for one, one of our performances in church, <laughs> bro. <Brody. laughs> So we brought it to the ESA event. Uh, we just, yo, that thing was honestly. Really and that was the day before. You literally practiced just once, and that was it. And we just went on stage. Peter was just doing his thing, doing, doing whatever. <laughs> oh, I remember, I, I remember, I remember, and they was like, yo, Peter. And then you're not like, F you. And I ran to <laughs> yeah, you're like, F, right there on stage. Yeah. I was like, God. No, but yeah. that was fun, man. Because to this day, even though that was a shit show, that was my one of my favorite memories in school. Yeah, one yeah. of my favorite memories in school. Just, I just, I don't know. It was so bad that I just enjoyed it so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, talk about like what you, the process you guys had to go through to even just start the club. Because it wasn't just that like, you guys founded it very. You had to get like over like fifty people to sign or something like that. I guess, and there's not like fifty African people in that school. You know. Yeah. Uh, like, like 50 oh, people from 50 other or something something ridiculous i think 50 is small man some ridiculous number ridiculous. I know. like we had yeah, to ask like, like, my friends i had to ask like my 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 other friend group my international friend group i had to ask like yeah. oh, my 
my Latin, my football friend groups too, you know. I had to yeah. ask them for signatures. It was just a ridiculous process just to um, find something that was, you know, for African people, basically. Um, mm-hmm. It was a real struggle. But the thing is, I, obviously, I was not the major person leading the charge because I wasn't the president or the VP. There was a VP that, you know, did all that. and uh, The VP and the president that did all that. And they obviously yeah. I showed them and it was hectic. There was a lot of things I had to go through. But you know, at the end of the day it worked and we're happy about it that it exists to yeah. this day. Now that was dope, man. I was really proud of you guys. Like, I look you wanted to join you guys just to do it, just to say I was a founding member. Like yeah, I was just I was way too busy with BSC. <laughs> I was way yeah, too busy. Yeah. <laughs> like I couldn't kill myself, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's talk about being vice president and president of BSU. How did we change how did we change that organization our right. senior year? Because right. sure. we had a lot of issues with the club. In terms, mm-hmm. Not issues, issues, but like we felt like it was almost becoming a very monotonous or I don't know if I'm using the right word. Though. There was a lot of homogeneity. points of view. Yeah, in terms of point of view. Yeah. So, Peter, talk about one of your goals for that club. Because you had big goals for that, <laughs> in, that, in that area coming yeah. in and the things we actually did. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Leading towards senior year, when I became the VP of uh, BSU, I stopped being um, on the board on ASA. Uh, yeah. And uh, I became the VP of BSU. And what happened was, um, one of the things that I was, that I was really um, surprised, or um, not surprised, but I was very, like, one of my big goals was to make sure that the atmosphere was okay for everyone to voice their opinion. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Not and just by everyone you mean that. by everyone you mean everyone. I mean everyone. Like yeah. no matter what your point of view is, you can share them. Say it. Yeah. Don't hope say no matter how, say no matter, that how that no matter how not ignorant and stuff like that is, we'll teach you yeah. learn and we'll grow. And I felt that there was a lot of uh dominant perspective that didn't give room for any other thing. A very singular point of view, which a lot of uh, you know African Americans so far these days that they don't listen to any other aspect or point of views. It's very monotonous, like you said. Mm-hmm. And one of my goals was just to shake the whole thing and put a whole bunch of conservative. <laughs> this guy wanted to stir. You always say stir the pots. This guy wanted to destroy that pot. He didn't just want to stir. Wanted to shake that whole thing, man. I, rock, I was going to rock it, and I was going to just. If even I was the only person, I was going to put my point of view out there. Just yeah. put it out there. Let us. And the funny thing is that when I said stuff, they were not controversial. I wasn't talking about like mad controversial stuff. It was just yeah. things that we can have a logical debate on. And I would put it in the form of a question. I would yeah. say it as a fact. And yeah. the other people have a rebuttal and talk about what they want. And, yeah. and, and it flowed perfectly because of. Because we never had these conversations, you know. Because I mean? we're always so yeah. Scared. It's kind of like everyone just like so each other, like you just kind of stay away from all the controversial. The yeah, controversial and I'm like, side. No. the beauty yeah. is when you have the controversy. That's how you make big yeah. truths. So yeah, I, exactly. was like, I was like, let's talk about this shit, man. Let's talk about this shit. Yeah, and the, the good thing the good thing about that was that like even though like some people will get triggered, right? Some people got triggered, obviously very emotional during the arguments. Mm-hmm. I'll say arguments during the debates. But it was also in a very like kind of like healthy way, that, like it wasn't toxic. 
Yeah. Like these these conversations were actually had, and even if we never like, even if we didn't come to an agreement, at least it was at least we had a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, and that yeah. that was dope, man. That was one. That was one thing I would definitely commend you for. Like you, you kind of like pushed us to have tough conversations, though, which yeah, was good. I mean, there, there, were no, there, was, there was no cussing each other. There was no insulting each other. There were no fights. Yeah. Nothing of that. Because of we tried to make it an atmosphere of questions and answers, you know, yeah. so on both sides. Yeah. So, uh, and I felt that you know these guys were just um, spinning some uh, uh, very ri- ridiculous points of views that obviously I did not agree with. And I was like, let's, <laughs> blow, let's blow this shit up, man. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's blow it up. you know, uh, you know, spin to it. <laughs> That was that was one oh, of my major, that was one of my only goal, but that was one of my major because we have general body meetings. And I felt that yeah. all the general body meetings were just so pro leftist, and I was like, yeah. not everyone is pro leftist. Not everyone has left. views. I have left leaning views and I have right leaning views, and I was like, yo, I'm going to shake this thing off. Let's just bombard this place with some right. Yeah, I mean, we don't and need to. It was not every, black, it was every time. It was just during my own yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Of when I had the general, when I had to, you know, present and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, facts. But um, I mean, let's just shift gear and talk about the biggest thing, at least socially, that we did <laughs> senior year, and that was the BSC fashion show. The biggest yeah. event at WPI. Fashion. The biggest event at WPI, man. Wow. The biggest event at WPI history. My goal for that year was to create this show that was honestly one for the ages, like never forgotten in fifty years. People are still talking about this show. And you I know, came up with the concept. Yeah, you keep saying that shit. I came like, up with the concept. I literally came up with. Am I in the mood to argue with you today? I came up. Am with I in the mood to argue with you today? What is you came up? You came up with a timeline. I came up with the over. It's almost like yeah. I gave you an idea, and you broke it down for me. That's pretty what. That's pretty what it was. <laughs> but anyhow, no, we'll, we'll argue about that one later. <laughs> okay. Well, bottom line is, we wanted that show to be epic. Yeah, and for it to be epic, yeah. This was granted. This was our going to be our third ever show in WPI, third ever fashion show. So this is not something that has been happening for a very long time. So everything is still kind of unprecedented. unprecedented mm-hmm. Right. What I wanted to do was move the show from the smaller auditorium that we had to a bigger one, to allow for more people to be able to come in. Yeah, that was Wahala. So allow for more people to be able to come in, more black people. I wanted to create something for black people. You know, like just a proper experience and obviously with that comes money bro that was the i feel like that was the most stress i've had in my life just getting money for that show checking your email every day every (laughs) yeah every hour like like i was doing things that i never thought i was going to do in my life now let's just talk about let's just let me just talk about like the funding requests like just to get money for the show right so in order to get the show running, we needed about let's say fifty thousand. It was it was actually like forty eight thousand. What about forty eight thousand dollars? Right, obviously in our budget, I think we had like like ten k. <laughs> so we needed to raise. Oh, how much do we have? I think the show was going to cost like like oh close to sixty k. But then our budget, we had like twelve k ish. So we needed to request like forty eight thousand from the. Um, SGA, which is the same governments, whatever, I forget what they call themselves, Yeah. right? And this money is pretty much money that we pay from our student life fee. <laughs> we had to request this money. And for me, I thought it was going to be granted, you know, like this show has been one program of the year last year, one diversity program of the year, the year before. 
So I thought it was gonna be a given that oh yeah, you just go request the money because they've been they be they be approving some funny requests, man. And I'm just like, oh yeah, this is gonna be easy, you know. I even got other organizations like the Hispanic and Caribbean Sense Association, I got Nesby, I got other clubs involved in this, so that it's gonna be like, oh, it's just yeah, you, you like, got the I, um, I-C- ISC, the ISC, the International Student Council as well. I got like nine different clubs to come and do this funding request with me. Just one, creating that unity and cre- creating that cohesiveness in the community. You know, and then we went there, we did the whole thing, I gave the presentation. The presentation was dope, obviously, in my opinion. I thought it was dope. I think I thought I killed it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I requested my 48K and these people rejected. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> they rejected that they said that that, that 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 they don't think that the show is big enough for that kind of can movie. you believe that i was like what like to be a whole lie like i wanted to play the race card immediately like are you guys <laughs> are you kidding me because <laughs> like, because to be fair the sga was full of there was was there any black person in that sg i think it was like bole bole was one um maybe like two black people maybe two black people maybe like two black people it was mostly whites. They were they had other other country other races as well, other countries, other people from other countries, but it was mostly white people. So obviously it was it's very easy to think, yo, what the hell, man? Like these <laughs> people are being sketched, man. But obviously, as the Niger man that I am, I'm like, okay, you know what? This is a setback, we'll come back, we'll recalibrate. Yeah. Right, I went back. I took out I was like uh, to be fair, that to be fair, the the 48k that I was requesting was because I wanted the show to be super huge, you know. Like I was, I wanted like pretty much everything I could get. I wanted, yeah. I was like, you know, it's fine. Let me take out some things that might not be necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, like not necessarily not necessary, but we can do without. You know, we yeah. can find an, another way to get the same results. Yeah, I cut this price down to 38,000. I removed 10k from this from this request. Went back the next week, a week later, mm-hmm. to. To do the funding request, these guys denied this thing again. Did I was like, yo, I was so blown because I was like, this should be this should be an easy thing. Yes. I went back to present again. These guys denied it. They said that they don't think that the show covers the student body enough. They don't think that the student body is really interested in the show that no, much. We so can make it literally. We can make it smaller and do. You know, and then I reduce the budget a lot more. It doesn't have to be that big. Literally, the fashion show is literally the most diverse show in WPR. It has every race, every color, everything. Boys, girls, what all, all white, black, whatever you are, black, Asian, Latino, everything, and we showcase in all cultures. In fact, all cultures, all it's, cultures, it's run by the BSU. But then we still showcase a lot Asian of Asian culture. culture. That we show Latino exactly. culture. We show European culture. We show we, sh- we show uh, obviously Af- and Caribbean culture too. Yeah. So like for you to say yeah. that it doesn't represent the student body enough, oh, it's right. just like what? And then one thing one thing they really wanted to hamper on was like oh the fact that like we're spending so much on the show, they don't think that to be fair for students from other schools. To attend the show, and I was just like, first of all, there's not enough black people in WPI <laughs> to fill up the hall. Second of all, this show, I'm making it for black people. Yes, it's for the WPI community as well, but you also want black people within and the community, the Worcester community, to be able to take part of this because we go to their shows as well. 
You know, you want all these people to be able to involve, to involve themselves in it. No, yeah, just cut the show down, make it smaller, everything. I was just like, bro. And by the way, we're trying to get Malik Berry, remember? We're trying to get yeah. Malik Berry. And the deadline was coming up because we needed to get the money so we can make the contract for him to sign. Yeah. So, guy, yeah, I was just like, you know what? Screw, screw these people, man. Like, in two weeks, guy. This is, this is when I, I realized my marketing skills might be something something to behold, though. Because everyone was just like looking at me like, because at that point, I honestly felt like a failure. I was just like, so how can you not be able to get money for your club? That should be, like everyone thought it was going to be a given. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone was just looking at me as a friend, like, yo, guy, what's happening with your show? Yeah, what's going on? Everyone was like, give you an opinion. Okay, maybe you're trying to do too much. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, reduce, relax. Yeah, in two weeks, I was able to raise 22000 from all that department. I mean, not, let me just say, I, the team, the team, yeah. not be like, I'm just taking all the glory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The team, you, everyone else. So it's like, bro, once I did that, I was just, I was just like, okay, you know what? And even though the deadline was coming, I was just like, you know, like, I, I, I just took a step out. I was just like, wow, these are the kind of things you can actually accomplish when, your when you really care about you know exactly it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like like i was just like nah man i'm not going to fail this year because i was really motivated i was like i need to do this for our people yeah i need to do it so already 22k so obviously i didn't need that much money from the rga anymore i went in for a funny request of like 16k they approved that we got the money everything everything was set it was meant to be la vida loca from here on out yeah we thought obviously, no. <laughs> <laughs> we thought <laughs> yeah tell me why we raised the money, we sent we sent Malik a contract, you know, the contract to review. He reviewed it, so was like, oh yeah, that's good, it looks good. Now we just need to finalize it and send it to him to sign. Right? So at this point, it's just like, oh nice. The guy was like, yes, he's coming. I'm like, dope. We had made flyers, everything. We're already ready. Hype. Every other part of the show was dope, you know, like because of the concept of, was dope. The concept was so dope, man. The concept was so dope. And then, but obviously we had to cut it, scale it down a bit because budgets were still kind of tight. Tell me why, like, a month to the show, or like, I think a month and a half to the show, we were planning on releasing Malik's flyer February. Mm-hmm. The show was meant to happen in March, mm-hmm. like late March. Malik says that he can't come because... He wanted us to pay him first before he came. Oh, that was. I know WPI would never allow that. Like, yeah. no, like, cause you can pay the artist and then he'll never show up. Yeah, <laughs> never. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that would never happen. <laughs> bro, I was just like, I was just blown. So obviously, WPI was never going to allow that. I was just like, bro, like, we can't do this. We're trying to negotiate. The guys said no. I mean, technically, it's not Malik. It's Malik's agent. Yeah. Why I feel, but to this day, why I actually feel happy was that Malik could not get a visa. Because at that point, a lot of international artists were having issues getting visas to come to America. Yeah. To I think that's actually what happened. They were just looking for another excuse. They were looking for yeah, a shot to, to get money. Yeah. Then blame visa exactly. for it. Exactly. So now we're trying to get other artists as well. Yeah. At this point, I was just blown. Like, bro, like, what the hell? We're trying to find an alternative artist. Uh, by the way, Malik was fresh during that time. Malik was... Oh, yeah, man. Like, the tickets would just have been... <laughs> I mean, it was going to sell out, but the tickets would have been, you know, sold on black markets. Yeah. You feel me? That's how hype that show was. The fashion show, Yo. everything. And, we, and the funny thing that we, we, we got black, you know, fashion artists to promote their 
their wear. Exactly. WPI fashion artists to promote their wear. To promote their wear. The whole the whole concept was beautiful. Amali yeah, was yeah, just we're the literally telling our stories. The performers were going to be the Iceland, so we're telling stories of black stories mm-hmm. from our history to present day, and then talking about students that are doing big things in school. That was just dope, dope concert, and then obviously you write it up with a huge performance from a dope artist. Long story short, Malik could not come. So, guy, tell me why I was so I was so desperate to get another artist. Like, I was like I was literally scrapping everywhere that that we reached out to Mister Easy because he was on tour at that time. And Malik was going to cost us like 18000 to bring him. And then Mr. Izzy, because he was on tour, he was like, because Mr. Izzy too was hot too. Yeah. At the time. Because he was on tour, he was like, okay, you know, if you can give me 25K, I'll cancel one of my shows. I'll call to your, to your school. I was like, yo. And I had 18K. At this point, I was already like maxed out of budget, everything. Yeah. So I had to raise 7K within the space of two weeks. Yeah, tell me why I was sitting in Miami because that was also like spring break that got yeah. period. I was sitting in Miami calling restaurants, calling all these people <laughs> to come out. I was trying to raise 7k in two weeks, but I was like, I think I was only able to raise like 3k. I couldn't, I couldn't raise the whole 7k, so that, that was that was honestly a bust. And that thing, that thing honestly broke my heart so much, yeah. But it was fine because the rest of the show was still going to be dope. So, what yeah. we ended up doing was just, we just invested in a very in a high quality host instead of going for the artist. Yeah. And we did that. And then the guy, the should I say the part this this was like the most pain or almost the most pain I've ever expressed in my life uh-huh. was during the show when they locked the door and they didn't let people come in. Yeah. I was just like that. Okay, so this is pretty much this is pretty much what happened. We all know that when you're organizing a show for black people, I'm not trying to be stereotypical or anything, but you know that like your door cannot close when your show starts. If you say yeah. your show starts at seven, you know most people are going to show up at like eight. <laughs> because, and, and you know the funny thing? Some people that were really important came late and they were not allowed. Came, yeah. And we had to was, literally fight people to let them in to let them in to let not them physically in. fight but like we had to like yeah. argue argue with campus police it was just in. the most retarded thing because of there was no noise caused by people walking in you know what i mean the, the, the then, noise was just loud enough that people walking in does not make a yeah. difference yeah what, what they blamed was for security concerns and i feel like just because just because they hadn't thrown a show to that magnitude in wpi before I mean, they, they had have, a lot of base. I mean, like, like they've done big show, but big show is different from fashion show. Yeah. You know, big show is like a lot of people are standing, shit like that. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not necessarily like. But to me, I still thought it was I think I still thought it was very sensitive of them because they didn't a, a lot. Of, so we did this show for a lot of people, and they were like those close at seven, and I was like those cannot close at seven. Like, we can't do this. I remember arguing this so much. Yeah. But they were like, oh, if you can't accept this, we're gonna let you have your show. Blah blah blah. blah. I was like, okay, no, it's fine. On the day of the show, <laughs> on the day of the show, we'll figure it out. So on the day of the show, they, people were standing outside in the cold. They really didn't let them in. And I was out there arguing, 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 begging, everything. Police said, no, sorry. You just needed, ah, man, let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Let me talk about this somewhere because I'm about to start name dropping. <laughs> about to start name dropping people. 
I'm like, yo, that thing pissed me off to my bones, man. To this day, man, I, I literally almost cried because of that thing, man, because pretty much half of the people that were supposed to see the show ended up not seeing it. Yeah. I'm just like, wow. So after all that work, it just goes down the drain from there. And the show and was lit, too. That was the funny The thing. show was not lit, so that's the thing. Like, because honestly, I didn't, I didn't enjoy the show during the show because I was just, because all of us were running around. Running around, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All of us were running around. But then once I like took a step back, I went back and rewatched the whole show. I was like, wow, this show was actually <laughs> Sorry for swear. I mean, it's all on YouTube. You can, you can just Google WPI BSU Fashion Show 20, yeah. 2019? 2019. 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. But that was lit, man. But I mean, <laughs> that was my, that was just my small. I was like, let me just get this off my chest, man, because that thing paid me. <laughs> But yeah, let's talk about let's talk let's talk about like one of our that's our, our highlights of senior year, which was the Miami trip. Yeah, Miami was Miami was lit. That was that was one of the major trips that we had during our senior year. Yeah, of, you know we never we never went to any vacation basically, like any spring break trips, any Christmas trips, nothing like that. Throughout we didn't do none of that, man. Cause I mean, cause we were broke, and like during spring break, I was I always worked. I was just like I was just I have to, I have to make money. I have to make money. So, yeah. but senior year, it was going to be my last chance. Everything I was, I was I was just like, yo, we need to do this. We need to do this. We need so to we go. Closed, we we closed our eyes, booked <laughs> booked a flight to uh, <laughs> Miami with, with a bunch of lit people, man. That, that group was honestly. That group was lit, lit. Oh man, lit! And then when we got there, man, there was just good vibes all through. There was no drama, no nothing. Like I felt like, even though I was kind of, because I mentioned that I was trying to raise money in Miami and all that, mm-hmm. I was thinking about all that. But then at the same time, I, I felt like I was just at peace with myself at that point. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And that was that was honestly a trip that I needed. Good vibes, the beaches. A lot of beautiful black people. Oh man, a lot of beautiful black. So, people. A lot of beautiful yeah. black people, man. That oh, was. That that was nice. That was honestly a breath of fresh air. And I honestly, I honestly say, man, like, if you can take a trip, take a trip, man. If you're at school, honestly, take a trip because it's. Take one. But take it with good people. You don't take want it with good people. Don't don't, don't take it with. You don't, you don't want, want drama. With take it with responsible people. Like you guys can have. You know, you have fun. Yeah, enough fun, but you guys really cross a line that you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. For real, Miami was one of the highlights, high points of senior year, high points of senior year, and um, yeah, man. But at this point now, let's just talk about like leading up to graduation, because at this point we're about to graduate, so we're about to leave school. Everything is done. Yeah, MQP was right. MQP uh, was. Everything was going well. Writing papers. Yeah, <laughs> writing papers. Man. I hated that. And then it was, you were still looking for a job. Yeah, I was still looking for a job. You were wow. still looking for a job. Yeah, I actually found a job. Like even the way I found that job was so weird. Cause you know that we had to, as international kids, we have to find jobs. If not, you're gonna get kicked out of the country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so the pressure was real, and to this day, to this day, like. 
I literally do not remember applying to this company. I literally do not remember applying. I mean, I had to go back and I saw my application. I was just like, oh, I actually applied. But I was like, wow. Like, it was one of those very quick applications that you just send out quickly because you're just trying to move and, like, shoot out, like, like 10 applications a day, you know? And and one day I just got this email, we'd like to set up an interview with you, blah, 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 this and that. So I was like, wait, I don't remember applying to these guys. So I had to go out and check check out who they were and everything. And then we did the whole interviewing thing. And then when they gave me my offer letter, honestly, it didn't hit me. Because I did the whole interview, everything came out. They were like, oh, yeah, we're going to offer you a job. I was just like, is this real? (laughs) Because sophomore year, junior year, we tried to get internships. Always got rejection. So I was so used to getting rejected. Sometimes you interview with someone that they just ghost you. I'm right. like, damn, was that I, that bad? <laughs> I, got, I got ghosted a lot. That was something Gosh. that was different with me. I got ghosted a lot. I don't <laughs> know if it was because I was bad at interviews, which <laughs> I am, but I think it was just uh, when they found out that like I was international. And, yeah, that's and national so. cards. Like, oh, would you need sponsorship? But you say yes. You're like, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> just ghost you. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What? So when they, this guy offered me the job, in my head, I was just like, wow. Like, this is real. And then I tried to negotiate. They were just like, nah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <a> negotiate salary. <laughs> I remember the HR person was just like, nope. <laughs> nope, we're not doing it. <laughs> I was just like, ah, okay, nah, okay nah, I'll take nah, it. <laughs> that me at my job, too. I was like, I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it. At that point, because I was like, I, I think they knew that. Obviously, it's always good to negotiate. I think you should always negotiate when yeah. someone offers you something. Always negotiate. At least try to. You know, negotiating mm-hmm. is a skill that you need to learn. But at the time, I just, they said, no, I, just, oh, I, mean, I don't really have much leverage here. I, so. I, don't, I don't want to take the risk. Uh, is that, I don't really have much leverage here. <laughs> so I'm just thinking, I'm going to yeah. take the offer, man. But that was honestly a breath of fresh air as well. And then we're now approaching graduation. At this point, you hadn't found a job yet. No, nope. I haven't found a job. So how are you feeling at this point, like, I mean, I was, I, was, I was feeling pressure, but because I knew other people who were international that hadn't gotten a job yet, like yeah. over a year, I was like, you know, I'll, I'll still keep on applying and probably I'll be able to get one, which happened at the end of the day. and happened at the one I really wanted because remember, I'm a double major. So I was applying to like various different types of jobs. I was applying for, uh, you know, a mechanical engineering jobs, you know, civil engineering jobs, structural engineering jobs. Um, uh, various, various, various jobs basically that but I can't within those fields. Um, so, and I, I personally wanted to be a structural engineer, but I was like, you know, if I couldn't get a structural engineer, I could move into this field or any other field. So, um, and I ended up getting the job I wanted, which was to become a structural engineer. So I was really happy about that. Thank God that was, you know, I, I got all that offers. I got to be a field engineer. I got to be a project engineer. I got to be uh, which other ones? There are various. Uh, I got some other structural engineering jobs. At the end of the day, like I got some offers. Yeah, I already accepted what I I had. So. Yep. Yeah. So it was. It was. It took a while. It took after graduation. Yeah, because you found your job after graduation before. Yeah, I found. So leading up to graduation, out of it, all I was very scared for you, man. My head, I was just like. Damn man, like I wanted this guy to find a job. But obviously, I was like, I was, I was going to show it because that was just going to be extra pressure for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my heart, I was just like, wow, like <laughs> I beg, oh god, <laughs> maybe, find, maybe just find a job, sharp, sharp, please. 
please. Yeah. And I remember feeling very like, I don't know, like during graduation, I was excited, but I wasn't very excited. I, I had, I was so indifferent. Yeah. I was so like, indifferent. Like for me, I was just like, like I'd, I was, I'd always imagine the day as like one day that you're just extremely happy and everything yeah, like, just I'm nice and done. Oh like God. I'm done, oh you're hanging God. up, you keep everything. Yeah. To me, I was like, I was kind of feeling a bit anxious because I was going to move away. One. Yeah. And, and was, then also kind of like, was, just kind of like, was anxious for. And he was seeing this utopian babe at that point, but I would say who. <laughs> This guy, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, good. First of all, I was just see like you. You make it sound like I was in a relationship or something. He, he was in an entanglement. Entanglement. Was it that entanglement? Yes, yes. I had feelings, right? There, there were feelings involved, but then you, it was all these situations where, like, you have feelings for each other, but you guys already know that it would never work. This guy, you're not prepared for this. You are. Okay, it's okay. Huh? I think you're not prepared for this. I was not prepared for this, man. Why? Put, put my business out there like that. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah, still there. Still there. I'm just moving away. away. Obviously, I was going to miss my people, and then it's just kind of like anxious of the next stage in life. You know, like just like, huh, like. What's my what's my life gonna be like now? Cause you're so used to living in that college bubble, now now you're going into the real world. Everything's going to change, man, and it's so different. You know, like your friends are not going to be right next door to you anymore. <laughs> you're going to a new place. You have to make new friends. Everything. So I was just like, ah, I was feeling very ecstatic about it, even though I was lucky, kind of excited too. Cause I was like, at least I'm living in Worcester. You know, like Worcester yeah. is a dry ass place. Right? <laughs> 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 it's a dry ass place. But anyways. Well, you you moved in with your grandma at the time, so, right? Like right right after graduation. I remember like I remember begging Peter because Peter had this habit of going ghost for periods of time. Just like, bro, I bet when we graduate, don't die, don't disappear. <laughs> like, I keep in touch, man. Yeah. I remember saying that specifically. Yeah. I'm like, ah, thank God the guy the guy didn't disappear. He he listened. <laughs> yeah. So during graduation, my mom came. Um, obviously, uh, my dad to celebrate my uh, graduation and stuff like that. Um, but I, I had to move in with my grandma because of she she was suffering for cancer during that time, mm-hmm. and um, she needed someone over the summer to take care of her. It was me and my mom that moved in, and while I was uh, figuring out you know, my job process. During that time, uh, I was also uh, taking care of my grandma who was suffering from stage three um, cancer. And yeah, this was the most emotional time. Like twenty nineteen was emotional, heavily emotional, because it was obviously the time I graduated, the time I moved with my mom, my grandma, and the time I left her to you know to start my job. So there was, a, there was a lot of uh, development and growth that had to go into that because of, you know, taking care of a, 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 you know, a person that is so ill and seeing that person get better, then go back down and get better then go back down so many times. It takes your toll on you and you're so invested in it because of you put so much effort in it. And, you know, 
sadly, my my grandma is no longer with us. Yeah. And so rest in peace. Yeah. God bless her. A highly inspirational woman. She did a lot. Did a lot of, a lot for my mom. And she did a lot for this family. She's a strong woman. You know, and being a strong woman in Nigeria is not it's not, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. You know, society puts a lot of pressure on you as well as a, as a woman to be in a, to, they, they try to put you in a box and she, you know, she was a highly successful nurse, you know, did a lot of great things for herself and was highly inspirational. And uh, you know, she, she, lived a, she lived a good life. She saw her grandchildren, thank God. Yeah. All, all yeah. Of them and, she stayed strong through that whole process, man. Um, so it was pretty hard. much... It was, it was hard yeah. living that woman. It was hard living that woman. Yeah. I had to go to my job. It was very hard. I was very scared. And, you know, obviously it has passed. We've had our burial, but God bless her. I, I, I thank God for giving Amen. me experience. I don't want to start crying on this <laughs> podcast, but I, I love that woman so much. Um, yeah. It was just very difficult to just see her pass away. Yeah. These are like the people that leave a huge footprint in our lives, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously we'll never forget. And we appreciate like every everything they did for us. Cause without them, you know, you know you'll not be where you are today. Exactly. That's a fact. That's a fact. And you were taking care of her and then looking for a job at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when you told me that you finally found that job, I was just like, Wow, thank God though. And then when you had to move, obviously, yeah, it wasn't going to be like easy anymore for your mom to take care of your grandma alone. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and that was something I was always scared about because I was kind of the person with the strength, yeah, to do the physical labor there. Um, so, I mean, the good thing is that when I left, she was she was in a good condition. Yeah, uh, she was able to do some things by herself, uh, but obviously. It went downhill from there. Yeah. It's okay. Okay, we leave her. God bless, man. God bless. God bless But that was that was that was my you know uh, thing. So I I, I I you know I learned a lot during my senior year. Yeah, I learned a lot. I learned yeah. experience, I learned strength, I learned determination. I learned how to understand how to take care of your stress. Mm, that was actually a big thing. You had to juggle that because we were doing so much. Mm-hmm. Like we felt overwhelmed a lot of the time. So we just we had to find that balance in terms of like, okay, today I just need to calm down, slow it down, and just chill. <laughs> and we didn't get that luxury a lot of the time, but we had to do it, yeah. We had to find find the balance. Mm-hmm. You know, and then at that point we had already figured out academics. Like academic, yeah. we had already figured it out. So I'd say one advice for college kids, figure out your academic vibe. As quickly as possible. As quickly as possible, man. <laughs> as quickly as, as possible. Then, trust me, you you benefit from it. Because once you do, it's not going to be that hard for you to. It's still going to be stressful, but it's not going to be crazy hard for you to get your you good grades. You exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely figure that out quickly. One other thing I would say, especially if you're an international kids, please get an internship. <laughs> yeah. Get an internship while you're in school. Lesson learned, because that's one of the major reasons why. A lot of jobs I was interviewing for may have liked me, but they're just like, oh, your experience is just not... Like, we like your personality. We like how smart you are. We like your technical knowledge. But your experience is just not there. Mm-hmm. You know, we're looking for people with a bit more experience. 
And I'm just like, first of all, I'm just graduating. How much experience do you expect me to have? But I never had any internships. I never had anything. So, yeah. so it was kind of bad on my part. Obviously, I had a lot of side projects, which kind of helped me. That's what I mean. I tried to hustle my way to writing an internship because of I I went to the civil department at the WPIM. I was able to get an internship there. Yeah. But it was obviously at WPI, so it wasn't really <laughs> that much of a big deal. Yeah. Oh man, for me, I was like, <laughs> the internship I my resume was this. It, I would call it internship. This job experience that <laughs> that I did in Nigeria, man, for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this job experience. But I mean, honestly, it was it was a good learning experience. But what, I'll call that a whole internship. But I put yeah. it in my resume as an internship. Well, like, yeah. Because <laughs> so- I learned a lot from the job too. You know, it was, it was actually a manufacturing job. So I learned a lot from it, but it was only for two weeks. But the experience was still tangible. So that was like the main thing that was holding me. You know, that was like the resume that would get me the interview. But then when you explain it to them, and you're just like, then they're like, oh, do you have any more recent <laughs> experience? I'm just like, nah. I'm just like, okay. But then I mean, I'm trying to exp- explain my personal projects to them. I don't know. At that point, they've already kind of checked out. <laughs> they were like, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's a, yeah, it's mean, a short top. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I was always stupid. I, I think my resume was fire. I just think that uh, a lot of barriers are put in place just because of me being international. Uh, so I, I'll, just, I'll just keep it that way. But, um, you know, we live and we learn and we, we have our personal struggles. I just have to keep on going. Never give up. That's one thing. Never give up. Never give up, Never, man. Give, Never up. give up. Keep on For fighting. real. Keep on fighting. Because of, you know, you lose only when you stop trying. That's just the truth. Yep. Facts. All right. So thank you, everyone, for this beautiful podcast today. We had fun. We had a little bit of a roller coaster up and down. Yeah, this was a roller coaster. I went up from hype to yeah. emotional stuff. And then you, you're putting my business out there, guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, honestly, man. I mean, no one knows who we're talking about. Oh, so does that mean I won't talk about it? See, Mister Wala. Does that mean I won't talk? See, yeah, nah, I'm out here trying yeah, to formal and explain myself. Anyhow, Sha, thank you guys for joining us in this week's episode. What are we talking about next week, Peter? We are going to talk about a very serious topic that mm. seems like the 2020 election year. The whole thing has been so we're going to be talking about the BLM movement from the perspective of the actor. Yeah, facts, facts. And with that, I'm going to leave you with this week's proverb. And it means, and, and it says, If you close your eyes to the facts, you will learn through accidents. If you close your eyes to the facts, you will learn through accidents. Come through next week for the interpretation. It's been your boy, Peter Ikechuku M. Chibuzo Aliogo Jr., Chef Pirero. And it's your boy, Chisop AJK, Jerry, Jeremiah Okafor. And we out. Peace, guys. (laughs)